Hey friends and family, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Cast the Word. Today I want to talk to you about the keeper. Hey friends and family, thank you guys so much for listening in on today's podcast. Um, the uh, nation and, and kind of the world, I guess, is is kind of on a... Um, hiatus from normal daily activities in light of the um, coronavirus, COVID-19. And, uh, you know, as a result of kind of um, my quarantine and self-isolation, I've had a lot of alone time to, you know, reflect back on on some things and, you know, really, um, you know, examine my relationship with God. Um uh, God has really given us a, a gift, I guess, um, through through the coronavirus right now, and that is the gift of time. That you know, we we let time as a, as a people slip through our hands so quickly because we are so inundated in our in our lives with uh, work and and family and activities and you know. Um, recreational time all of that you know time just goes by way too fast so um trying to see you know um god through this tragedy um you know the 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 light that i could speak to is simply the um you know the 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 gift of time that we have uh, been provided right now and i want to take advantage of that and and as a part of that reflection I, I thought back to this podcast and how much fun i had um recording just my heart and my thoughts and my mind um uh, i guess for for the world to see um a small sliver of of, of the world <laughs> based on the um uh, amount of views but you know looking as I signed back into my account this afternoon, I was looking back and looking at some of the stats and mm-hmm. seeing how um, uh, there's still been views over the past, I guess it's almost been three years now since my last podcast, but how there's still been views or listens, I guess, um, play playbacks, I guess is a better word. Um, over the past three years and that's just that just really touched me you know just me sitting here and talking for 10-15 minutes you know just and I'm just a nobody you know I'm just um, you know I I have no platform I have no you know I'm I'm just I'm just a, a, a dude who loves Jesus to be honest that's that's all I am and and seeing some of the views or, or playbacks um, has just really blessed me and and that and to be honest it's inspired me to kind of go back and um, you know reconsider the podcast and, and just any opportunity I have I can provide to just cast the word out to the mass um, I want to do everything that I can in my limited power my limited exposure um, to to try to do that so that's why I'm here today um, and you know because of of the in, in well in light of the coronavirus and the quarantine and the self-isolation obviously we all have been provided a gift that um, that we let uh, slide by too quickly and that's that's time um, essentially the entire world is on a hiatus right now um, from normal daily activities and um, you know it, it's causing some people to go stir crazy but you know when you look at try to be optimistic and look at the glass half full you think 
you know, this is a truly a blessing. You know, I get to spend um, so much more time with my family. You know, well, I'd say my family that lives under my roof um, uh, right now than I I usually get to get to do. You know, because we're we work for forty hours a week. Oftentimes, we're at work more than we are at home, and we miss some things. And uh, I'm just really thanking God that in light of this. <clears throat> tragedy right now that the world is going through and the nation's going through that I, you know, in, in looking at things optimistically, that I have an opportunity to really spend more time with my my wife and my children. And I miss my extended family, those that I get to see regularly, but because of the coronavirus and, and trying to keep everyone safe and maintain safety for, for my house as well, it's, um, you know, some sacrifices have to be made, but, um, you know, because of the coronavirus and everything to get into, to the purpose of the podcast, rather than me, me rambling about, uh, where we are as a nation right now is reflecting on God's word and, and trying to spend more time in his word and see what the word has to say about what we're going through right now and, and try to find some comfort, right? Cause there's so much, um, you know, because of the coronavirus, there's so much fear and anxiety <clears throat> that's going on in the nation that, um, you know, if you turn on the news, it's nothing but doom and gloom. And it's hard to not let that spirit of fear creep on you and really take control of you. And, um, you know, if you go down that slippery slope, uh, fear is a powerful enemy. Um, the the power that the mind has on the soul and the spirit um is uh it, it's just a, a very powerful tool um and the enemy knows that and the enemy knows that the the best way to get you off the straight and narrow is to mess with your mind to plant seeds of doubt to plant seeds of fear to plant seeds of lust of um you know, whatever your, your sin, your pet sin may be. I mean, it all starts with a thought. Um, and we, we are told to pull down strongholds and, and obviously we can't do that alone. We have to have, have, uh, Christ and, and, um, the Holy ghost to help us through that. So, um, I wanted to take a moment to look at Psalms 121 and talk about the keeper. Um, so Psalms 121, um, reads, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from whence comes my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not smite, strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Um, these eight verses are so powerful and um when you know we have the as humans obviously we have the ability to fear and we have the ability to um you know having faith and trusting in god is a choice i mean we have to diligently choose to look to god and and uh, trust in him and know that he's going to keep us and preserve us from all wickedness and so I want to go through some of these verses and break them down, if I may, um, and um, kind of, again, share my heart, share my thoughts with you um, to help 
just if anything, just to help sow some seeds of encouragement and and plant some seeds of faith and just trust in the Lord that all things will work together for his for the good for our good um and that you know um th- that we we trust in him with all of our heart and we know that um he keeps us in the palm of his hand so i want to break some of this down so the first the first verse um and i want to see um if i can let me find this um i want to read this from uh the New Living Translation. What I read or, uh, just a minute ago um, was New King James. So listen to this first verse. Uh, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Question mark. Verse two. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. So let's just stop there for a second. You know, <clears throat> one thing I will say that um, that my pastor preaches all the time that uh, you know hearing him say this over and over it sticks with you right um and that's that's the purpose of having a a a shepherd in in the church but uh we can't speed read the bible we have to slow down you know i think that we know in our minds and our spirits or what have you that we need to read the word right and we somehow feel a sense of accomplishment by oh i read a chapter today oh i read you know two chapters today i feel you know you feel kind of um validated i guess but you know it's not really about the volume it's about what you get from it right so if you read two chapters and you can't remember most of it did you really get anything from it did you really sow any seed in your heart so anyway um that was a shameless plug but i want to just just break these down a little bit and not go too fast through this so the first first the first verse says i look up to the mountains does my help come from there now obviously this is a rhetorical question right the psalmist knows your help doesn't come from the mountains but more importantly notice that it says he looks up to the mountains he looks up to the mountains so if you think about this if you're a climber or a hiker or um, or what have you and, and, and you are coming to the base of a mountain and you look up to it, surely that is going to look, um, that's going to cause some uh, anxiety, I guess, or some um, feelings of, man, this is a, this is a big hill. I'm, I need to, you know, hike up or, or climb or, you know, just, just facing it. You see the magnitude of the situation. You see the, the um um volume of of how um what's your face with right now how what how much it weighs you know how much it um how big it is and how that can be very defeating you know to to know um you know that 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 stands before you and that you have to overcome that in in some form or fashion you know i use the metaphor as a hiker or a climber obviously those types of um people see that as a challenge and and obviously embrace it but uh, maybe that's not the right metaphor to use but think of just coming at the base of a mountain and looking up to it and and recognizing its magnitude okay that's where we are right now with the coronavirus that's where we are right now um, looking at the mountain that is the coronavirus and obviously you know the psalmist says does my help come from there you know and, and the and i'm using that as a loose you know picture but i hope you understand where i'm, co- I'm where i'm going with this that you know 
the mountain that's faced before us is a challenge, right? The mountain that's that's before us is something that is going to be hard to overcome. Okay, the psalmist is is painting the picture here in in light of the scripture that they're, they're dramatically painting the picture of you know the mountain and asking that rhetorical question: Does your help? Where can your help be found? And in verse two, it clears it up by saying. My help comes from the Lord, a very strong, a very confident, a very strong affirmation that my help doesn't come from anything, any or anyone other than God. So despite, you know, uh, the mountain that's before us, um, and even though we're looking up to it, you know, looking up to something shows a submission of some sort, you know, shows that that we are inferior to that. But with God on our side, he's God on the mountain and he's God in the valley. And we may be in a valley right now as a nation and as, and globally, um, but, you know, we, we come to the base of the mountain with God on our side. And if God is for us, who can be against us? And, you know, there's no, no one that can help us through this other than God. And the psalmist says, I look up to the mountains. Does my help come from there? Obviously, it's almost like I read that as almost a little bit of a of a taint of sarcasm, right? Does my help come from there? Absolutely not. It doesn't even require an answer. It doesn't even require direct um, a direct answer. Who come follows up with that question? With my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He made the mountain. He made the valley. That's the God I serve. He's the Creator. He's my Maker. He's my Keeper. He's the one who put all of this in motion. And even during the tough times, you know, we have to acknowledge the fact that nothing takes God by surprise. And everything that we are faced with, God knew it was coming. God allowed it to come. And that's a that's sometimes a hard pill to swallow. But, you know, everything that that has ha- that happens, I believe that absolutely God <laughs> he knew this was going to come. And um, without deviating or, or digressing from where I want to go with this today, um, I will say this, that this is a great opportunity for us to wake up. This is a great opportunity for us to rise up and to um, let the church rise and use this opportunity to get closer with God. Um so my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Verse 3, he will not allow your foot to be moved. Actually, let me go back and read this in, in the New Living Translation. Sorry about that. Verse 3, he will not let you stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Now, I love this, that that God doesn't slumber. Um, something about that, to me, um, just uh, really... <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of makes me smile. It's like, yeah, that's my God. You know, um, he doesn't slumber nor sleep. He won't let you stumble. Um, you know, the, when the righteous fall, they get back up, right? When the righteous fall, they get back up. Uh, when the unrighteous fall, they don't get up. They 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 waller um, around in it. And you know, when the righteous stumble, they get back up. But here, I love how it says, "He will not allow your foot to be moved." Or in the New Living Translation, "He will not let you stumble." The Lord will not let you stumble. I hope you hear that today. It's possible that um, that we you know we may feel like from time to time that we failed God or that we don't do enough for God or that, uh, you know, that 
obviously walking on our own, you know, we stumble. I mean, our past before Christ can speak to that in and of itself, that um, when we, um, before Christ, <clears throat> we um, obviously tripped and fell and stumbled along the way, right? But once we found Christ, um, the word says, he will not let you stumble. He who keeps you will not slumber. Um, and it just, it's just awesome. And it goes on to to, to to speak about that we'll, we'll move on to verse four um just for time's sake behold he who keeps israel shall neither slumber nor sleep um so what's what's awesome about this is that we need sleep we need sleep to re-energize ourselves we need sleep to face the next task we need sleep to you know just um re you know just to um rejuvenate ourselves but god never sleeps he doesn't need to sleep he is watching over us at all times he is keeping us at all times he won't allow you to stumble he is holding us in the palm of his hands and as long as we have faith in him and that's the key to all of this we have to trust in him we have to read these and grab them out of the scripture and say that is for me i believe it i claim it over me and my family that he will not allow our foots to be our feet to be moved he will not let you stumble and and we we acknowledge that because he doesn't sleep he is on his throne at all times the cherubim in heaven are circling his throne right now declaring his holiness and one day you know we will cross over and we will step into eternity and we will spend all of eternity doing the same thing those cherubim are doing which is worship just pure worship to the god who doesn't sleep and you know that just that just shows the level you know that just thinking about that and i don't know maybe for me it's just so powerful because when you think about it, he doesn't slumber or sleep he doesn't need to the kings and the mighty ones of this earth you know politicians or warriors or um those that are mighty on this earth you know we're vulnerable in the fact that we need sleep and sleep is just something that is so mundane that's just something we all do and we all have in common we all need sleep but doesn't it just speak to his omniscience his omnipresence his um, omnipotence that you know he doesn't require that and to me that's just powerful i love it the Lord, at verse 5, um, the Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. In the, in the New King James Version, it says the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. Um, so the Lord keeps us. Um, you know, the Lord watches over us. The Lord protects us. When we can't protect ourselves, when we can't watch over ourselves, thank God that we don't serve a God that's dead. You know, a lot of other religions serve serve gods that are that are dead, but you know, our Jesus died and rose on the third day, and he's forever seated right now at the right hand of the Father. And you know, constantly make an intercession for us. That's the God we serve. And he keeps us in the palm of his hands and nothing can pluck us out. Nothing can pluck us out. No person, no event, no tragedy, no coronavirus can pluck us out of the palm of his hands. And despite what may happen to us or this nation or, you know, how tragic this situation is, and it is tragic, but one thing will get us through this and one thing will be true through the virus 
as it was before the virus and as it will be after the virus. He is still seated. He is still our keeper. And he is still the protector that watches over us. And I thank him for that. Verse 6, the sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. Verse 7, the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. Um, and I'll I'll finish, uh, finish out. Um, let me go back because I keep switching between New King and New Living Translation. Sorry about that. Verse 7, the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. In what appears to be a response from God here, you know, that that he'll preserve us going in and going out, um, you know, this and, and that he'll pres- he'll keep us from all evil. He'll preserve our soul. So in what appears to be just great affirmation here from the psalmist is something that I claim over me and over you and over our families that, you know, the Lord will keep us and he will you know, the word says that the word keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. And I believe that. I mean, right? We should approach the word believing what it has to say and claiming the scripture as promises as you know, of, of yes and amen over our lives. That's what the word says. The word says the Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. It doesn't say he'll keep you from some harm or he'll keep you from harm every now and again. It, the, it's very specific. And the, the level of affirmation, the level of faith here is something that I strive to have um, myself. And, and that's this, the Lord keeps you from all harm. And in in my Bible, I I underline that <laughs> that the Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul, and I claim that not just over me, but over my wife, over my children, over my family. You know that that's what His Word says. And sometimes when I go into prayer, I like to pray the Word, and <laughs> almost as if I'm reminding God. You know, even though He knows it, and I hope. You know, I know he knows my heart, but the purpose is for me to also remind myself, right? And to say, this is what your word says, and this is what I'm believing. This is what I'm I'm going to reach out and grab and claim over me and my life and my, my wife and my family that the Lord keeps you from all, all harm and watches over your life. He keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. It'll never stop, friends. It'll never stop. God will watch over you from now until the day you die and thereafter. God will keep you from all evil. He will preserve your soul. He will keep watch over you. He's the keeper. He will keep you as long as you let him keep you, as long as you let him preserve you. That's the key here. It's not whether or not God can do it. God can do it, and God will do it. It's not whether or not he's able to do it. It's not whether or not he's asleep. He never sleeps. He never sleeps nor slumbers. It's not whether or not he's capable of doing these things. He's our creator. He's the creator of the heaven and the earth. He is the God who stepped out of eternity into time, took on the flesh of man to walk the life of man, but did it perfectly. He understands every problem we face. He understands every anxiety we face. He understands every fear we face. Why? Because he walked the walk of man for 33 years and, and, understands the the troubles and the 
temptations and the anxieties and the fears that we face because he experienced them as well. The only difference is, is that he went through that in complete perfection. He went through that, those temptations, those fears, those anxieties, whatever you may call it, in complete faith and trust in God. And that's my King Jesus. That's the Creator. He He stepped out of time, out of eternity into time, put on the uh, put on the flesh of man, walked the walk of life as a man, and then what did He do? He let His creation die, kill Him, so He could die on the cross for our sins. A sinner. He knew my sins before I was even born thousands of years before I was even born. But when he died on the cross, he had me in mind. When he died on the cross, he had you in mind. And he did it for you. He did it knowing that in the year 2020, we'd be having this conversation right now and you'd be listening to some nobody from Chattanooga, Tennessee talking about the coronavirus, COVID-19, that has put this entire world on lockdown. But I want to remind you that we may look up to the hills and we may look up to the uh, look up to the mountains and say, does our help come from the mountains? But we need to rhetorically, under, we need to understand that as a rhetorical question. We need to completely understand the fact that our help Help doesn't come from anything here. We may look to physicians and look to politicians and look to leaders for guidance on how to curb that, and we should. And that's biblical, I believe, that we listen to our leaders. But we also know that our help ultimately does not come from them. Our help comes from God, the Creator, the the Creator of the heavens and the earth. And He will not allow your foot to be moved. I'm 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 prophetically claiming this over you and your family. He will not allow you to stumble. The one who watches over you will not slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. Who's Israel right now? Israel, the the physical uh, nation of Israel, as well as the church, the church today, the church of Jesus Christ. The Lord himself watches over you. He doesn't delegate. Thank you, Lord. He does not delegate his responsibilities to other people. He does not delegate his responsibilities to angels. And while he does dispatch them, Keep in mind, he doesn't delegate. Listen to it. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord himself, the one who died on the cross for our sins, he is the one that's watching over you this very moment, this very hour, and and preserving you and standing beside you and keeping you as your protective shade while the sun is shining down on you he is protecting you from that harm from from those harmful rays he is protecting you from the environment around us think of this from a spiritual perspective he is your protective shade whatever comes against you he's a deflector whatever comes against you he's deflecting those attacks by the enemy and he's doing it uh, with complete precision I love that. The Lord is not a delegator. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord keeps you our keeper. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps you uh, the Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go both now and forever. Amen. I claim that over you and your family. I claim it over me and my family. I believe it. I know you believe it too. Um, and I just wanted to just remind you that we. it may seem like we, we're in a valley right now. We're looking up to a mountain, but he's our keeper. Amen. And he's the God of the mountain, but he's also the God of the valley. So thank you guys. I hope this was a blessing to you. Um, it, I feel like it fired me up and encouraged me. 
Um, I love I love you guys. Thank you guys so much for watching um, or listening. I guess <laughs> um, I really appreciate that. I know it's been a significant gap, but um, hopefully we'll get back into this and and see how things go. Um, uh, but I, re I really enjoy getting the opportunity to talk to you, and it's a it's uh, such a blessing that you guys take the time to listen to it as well. So love you guys. Stay encouraged in the faith. Um, stay you know, focus on Jesus. He's the only thing that's going to, he's the only one that's going to help us. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Not coronavirus, not politicians, not the election, nothing. Amen. All right. Love you guys. 